0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to KBN Live. Uh, Thank you all for jumping on here and waiting on us. I was sitting here running my mouth and we ran a little bit past 8 o'clock. So thank you all for waiting. Uh, My partner in crime, Ryan Lambert, is still out west trying to shoot a large animal. So he is not here tonight. But we are proud to welcome in KBN's media relations professional. Katie Baca <laughs> out of Texas. Thanks, Katie, for coming in to co-host with us tonight. Uh, and then we brought in a, a guest. No problem,
1: guys.
0: Yeah, yeah, brought in a guest after a dominating weekend. If you guys followed the the uh, standings down over at uh, Smith Lake over the weekend, Smith Mountain Lake, uh, Casey Reed dominated that tournament. He's had a pretty good season, so we're going to have him on to talk about it. Casey, thanks for jumping on here after I'm sure you're wore out from the uh, tournament over the weekend.
2: Yeah, man, of course. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity, man. Yeah, we got a little uh
0: little old town flavor tonight all old town people on the on the deal i'm usually fighting off those hobby guys
2: so it's nice, it's nice trying, <laughs> be a nice change of pace
0: yeah so Casey, so let's get right into it man i see you fish smith mountain fairly often would you consider that your home lake or one of your home lakes over there
2: i mean so i've been trying to tell people this people have been expecting me to do good here and i'm like man i don't know if that's going to be the case but so yeah, I consider it my home lake. It's 35 minutes from my house to pretty much the closest ramp. But um I don't fish it a whole lot. There's certain times of the year where I do fish it a whole lot, but that's that's not your normal tournament fishing. That's fishing the shad spawn. So I mean, that's that's night fishing. That's just I mean, I call it stupid fishing. All you go and do is, is throw a wake bait down the riprap banks. I mean, that's all there is to it that time of year. Right. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I do consider it my home lake.
0: And that can be kind of tough sometimes. We've talked about on this show before about sometimes the locals and fishing your home lake, you get a little stuck on things and and, you know, it's hard to perform those big events, right?
2: Yeah, for sure, man. I mean there's I'm sure it's happened. I I I can't recall it off the top of my head, but I mean, yeah, a lot of the guys that that you peg for for winning certain events, you know, because that's their body of water, you know, they they don't always do so well and and you're exactly right. It's just they you you get stuck on certain things and it's harder to change things up with the conditions that you need to change for. So
0: Yeah. Well let's get into it, man. Let's talk about how you uh how you obviously figured it out. It looked like by the end of day two, there weren't that many two day full limits that even came in. So, uh, you know, let's go through day one, break down, uh, how you figured that out.
2: Yeah, man. So, so I guess we'll start pre-fishing. I had, I had like four days on the water to pre-fish. Um, I, I went to the state park area the first day and fished around there. I caught a limit. I had, you know, probably just over 70 inches. I didn't really measure them, but just just best guess was probably slightly over 70 inches. And I mean, I had about seven or eight fish that wouldn't have measured. And then I think I had five keeper fish. So, I mean, judging by that, like I already knew it was gonna be a grind. Um, I mean, I was getting the bites, but they just weren't big. Um, So I kind of changed paces, moved to a couple different spots. Um, uh, the next day I caught two fish on an, at another spot and, uh, I found one point that I, that I was marking good fish on, but like I said, I caught one there and then one on a dock dock close by, but, um, it really wasn't that promising. So I honestly thought I was going to hit one spot, you know, pick up, leave, hit another spot, pick up and leave and maybe hit another spot. I thought that's how it was going to go to be able to get five good bites. Um, so, I mean, going into tournament day one, it was tournament started at 630. I had a 17-incher on the board at 632. And, I mean, I don't know. It, it through, Going through my mind, I'm like, well, this is obviously good. But, you know, it could have been luck. I don't, you know, who knows at that point. But, um, I ended up catching two more 17 or no one more 17 and another like 15 or 16 on that spot within like the first hour. And at that point I kind of, you know, I knew I was sitting pretty good and, and ready to finish out my limit. But, but I thought it was going to be a good day at that point.
0: So you want to give up the juice? What were you catching them on that early? A little topwater action or what?
2: Um, no, un- unfortunately, no. There was really no topwater action where I was. Um, I-, I had seen some fish schooling during pre-fishing around there, but that was more evening time. Um, you know, they were busting on some bait, but I didn't get to see any of that on tournament day. Um, I, was, I was fishing this point that come out and had a bunch of different, like, rock piles on it, and I was throwing a drop shot uh, shaky head at that point. Um, one thing I noticed on the fish that I was catching, I was noticing some little, you know, crawfish antennas, you know, coming out of their gullet. Oh, yeah. And, um, that kind of clued me in to start throwing a little jig. So, uh, you know, I tied on a jig and started throwing that as well as the drop shot and shaky head. And, um, that's what I ended up catching my, my big fish on is 21 inches and that won the big fish of the tournament.
0: Boom. And that was day one? You caught the big one? That was day
2: one, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So did you think that would hold up day two? Same areas?
2: So so actually, yeah, I kind of did. Because um, my plans were to just kind of beat the crap out of it and then maybe move to a different spot if I had to on day two. But what ended up happening is I, you know, I hit each of the spots that I had at the state park area and, um, I was just able to catch a good fish right off the bat at those spots. And after I had five fish, I had a 81 inch, um, eight, like 81 inches, I think maybe just over that. And at that point, you know, I was sitting in the lead and you could tell by the leaderboard that people were struggling Mm -hmm. and, so I was like, all right, well, whether I've you know, finished in first on day one or not, I'm not hitting these spots anymore. I'm just going to go search for new stuff. And so that's what I did, man. I made a two-mile run, uh, went up to some stuff I saw on the map, and started fishing it and you know, throwing the jig on this point that I never fished before, never even been up that way before, and uh, th- threw that jig on some stumps on this long point. And that twenty-one incher just smashed it. And when I saw that thing, I was my eyes got this big, and like, I I was like, all right, well, today was a good day for sure.
0: Now, uh, for that lake, is that what? What kind of you know class fish come out of that lake? Is that pretty common to catch them plus twenty there?
2: Um, I'd say. So going off of like bass boat tournaments, I'd say like. I was just telling somebody earlier today, like eight pounds is probably a giant there. Um, seven pounds probably will win big bass on some tournaments, and like six pounds, you're you're liable to have big bass if you if you catch a six pounder in any tournament. Um, so, so 21, 22 inches is a is a big fish there for sure.
0: That's yeah, a big fish anywhere to me, but you know how it is. Some, yeah. of, these, some of these southern boys. They yeah,
2: you you don't have you don't have any true. I mean. I, I take that back a guy weighing in at a bass boat tournament had one that was like every bit of 22 23 inches but like that that's a that's an absolute giant for that lake so 21 inches is a is a pretty good fish for sure What do you think about I that, Katie? Say,
1: being from from the northeast man like that's a huge fish I've I've caught a 24 inch fish that's my biggest one up north and that's like you just said that's like unheard of it's so it gets so cold.
0: So, you're in Texas now, though. You're spoiled. You're used to them big ones down there. I
1: know, right? It's <laughs> it's terrible now. You're like, is it under 24 inches? It's junk. I don't even care.
0: Yeah. No. You, guys down there, you guys down there, it's out of control. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Casey, I don't, we haven't got the day two yet, but we had a question about how much water you covered and would you have done that? I mean, did you fish out of the autopilot, first of all?
2: Uh, yeah, I sure did. Well, yeah.
0: well, the, so, the question was would you have covered that much water or traveled that much if you didn't have the motor
2: of the autopilot? Oh, there's no way, man. Um, <laughs> I, I I went back on maps, and I think I did ten miles that day. And no, I probably wouldn't have left that area just because the boat traffic. Um, I mean, it, I was in the lake where part of the lake where I guess you still consider it river, but um, it's it's pretty narrow, and there's just so much traffic going through there. They call it the S turns, and it's just it's just a crazy area to be at. And yeah, I I probably would have not uh made that two mile run without the the autopilot.
0: Did do, do you have the puck on it yet?
2: I do not, man. I I need to get one for sure.
0: Yeah, I don't have one yet either. It's on my list for twenty one, twenty twenty
1: one. <laughs> but uh, never ending with.
0: That's right. <laughs> So day one, man, day one's in the books. Break down day two for us, the the winning day, championship day.
2: Yeah, so I basically my plan was to kind of do the exact same thing I did on on day one. And I started out on the same spot. Um, unfortunately, well, I no, I did end up catching a fish there. It just didn't start out as quick. Um, I, I ended up – I stuck there for about 30, 45 minutes and then finally got a got a bite, uh, 15 incher I think something like that. Um, so that kind of had me a little worried at the time. You know I mean I just know going into Smith it can be a struggle to get a limit. I mean for for anybody some days whether you know the or not. But um so that was kind of in the back of my head. So I moved to a spot I didn't fish, um, and went over there, fished that for about. 30, 45 minutes and was able to pull out the the only smallly that I caught of the tournament. And, um, I think that was a, that was like a 16, 17 incher, I think. And, uh, so that had me feeling real well, knowing that the size of the fish was still kind of up there to, to compete. And, um, and so th- then I, then I went back and just did the whole circle that I had did the day before and, just was, you know, wasn't catching a ton of fish on each spot, but was able to pluck out one or two here and there. And, um, I finally, by the time I got to the end of my circle, I caught a, caught a limit and, um, and had 80, 81 inches, you know, again. And at that point I was, I, I kind of made a mental mistake of, um, I, I was going to, it turned out not to hurt me at all, luckily, but um, I, I was like, well, I'm going to leave here and go to where I caught that 21-incher, you know, another two miles down lake, and so I did that run, and I got to that spot, and, you know, didn't catch anything, and it got in my mind that I shouldn't have left. I mean, I'm not, at that point, I knew I was sitting really good. Um, I mean, I, I was in the lead, but I was worried that the Uh, Brandon, the guy that finished in second place, he was, he was pretty close behind me. So, you know, if he had another day, like he had day one, you know, and I, I had 81 inches, he, he could have been close to, to taking the lead from me. So I, I immediately just hurried back and was like, I just need to grind it out in the spots where I know there was fish and try to try to get another, you know, small upgrade here and there. So I think that was a, just a mistake of choices that I made to to make that run and look for another big fish when I don't think I needed that kicker fish necessarily. I just needed small upgrades here and there.
0: So you made that run and turned around and went back?
2: Yeah, I fished I fished that one spot for for a little bit and then I just was thinking about it, man, and I was like I was like this this is a mistake and yeah, I just turned around and ran ran right back and actually went further. It was another, you know, two miles, two and a half miles.
0: Well, there you go. You know, talking about that autopilot again, or, or any motorized kayak, I guess, you know, it would make you more apt to move because you can, which not that isn't necessarily the best thing all the time, but then you can also retrace your steps, I guess, a lot easier than if you burn your legs trying to get down there and then have to uh, turn around and make that long haul back, right?
2: Yeah, man, I've never put so much wear and tear on that battery. <laughs> but <laughs> that Dakota Lithium battery, I'm running the hundred amp battery and it. Uh, the first day I ran it to thirty percent, and then the second day I ran it to to like fifteen percent. I think.
0: Have you um, tried uh, Duke's turbocharged prop deal yet? Upgrade, uh, changing the oh, prop. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I I am running that one right okay. now. I I do like it. It's not recommended though from Old Town. That's so right. guys don't. Voids the
0: warranty. <laughs>
2: Voids warranty. Yeah, don't don't or be careful if you decide to run that one. All
0: right. We got we got a little Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania talk in the comments. You seeing all that,
1: Katie? Uh, oh, I sure am. <laughs> yeah.
0: Steelers are three and Everybody's living large. Crazy.
1: I know, right? It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, Ryan, Ryan and Frank going
0: back and forth in the comments. That's hilarious. <laughs> Even Casey's wearing the uh golden black there. I don't think that was intentional, but he's wearing it.
2: Oh, no.
1: <laughs> it was meant to be. Yeah. So,
0: so yeah, man, you, you closed out that tournament. I, I clicked over there. I, you know, I always check the standings of just about every tournament that's going on on the weekends just because, just you know, I'm a fan of the sport. Even if I'm not in the tournament, I like to see what's going on. And when I saw that, that gap between first and second, I don't know if I've seen a big tournament this year with that big of a gap between the two. I mean, that was a, that was a dominating performance over there on a very tough two days. What did you think about that when you saw the final standings?
2: I mean, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I honestly thought that guy. Uh, I can't. I wish I could remember his last name. I, I talked to him. Me and him both fish out of the same area. I know his name's Brandon. He was in second place after after day one, and I think he was like three three and a half inches behind me or something. Um, so like, and I know he went back and was kind of doing the same thing as well. And so for me going back doing the same thing, and him going back doing the same thing. I'm thinking we're going to be catching, you know, the same kind of fish. And um, so, like, I, the, the whole day, he, he didn't have anything on the leaderboard. And I'm like, man, is this dude just, like, screwing with me or what is going on here? Like,
1: Don't you hate that? <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, the, the leaderboard did get in my head a little bit there. But, um, yeah, I didn't know. I was just thinking, what is, what is he doing? What is he doing? And then And then I saw – about an hour left I think somewhere around there he had posted up three 12 inch fish and even then I'm like man is he still just screwing with me he's got he's got like 89 inches or something and just screwing with me and loading these small fish real quick but Mm -hmm. um no unfortunately he had a he had a tough day out there and um was only able to catch those three but um but I mean he he was definitely he he would have been in contention had he had he had a good day again but uh but yeah I mean everybody else kind of you know put up more more what I expected to see coming out of this tournament and and yeah just fortunately enough I was able to catch some some decent sized fish and and able to you know really really help me out and bump me up
0: Man, you never know with people out there. There's a few folks that screw with people in sandbag all day. So you just never know.
2: Yeah, you never know, man. And I was just, you know, I, I mean, my mind was racing the whole time. Like, they don't do the leaderboard cut off anymore. So the leaderboard stays on and you're just watching it and <laughs> watching it. And I'm like, man, I got to do another upgrade.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's part of the mental game. Some people won't even look at it all day. Just because of that. Yeah, you know, messes with yeah, it.
2: Yeah, I find it it kind of messed with me a little bit on this tournament just because of that, because I knew he was pretty close and I knew I was catching fish and he was doing the same thing. So I thought for sure he was he was catching fish as well. But um but yeah, that turned out not to be the case. And and um but yeah, usually the looking at the leaderboard kinda drives me. Whether whether I'm in last place or I'm in first place, um I, I will I'll look at it multiple times and just just see what's going on and and it, it really does drive me to to fish harder yeah I
0: like, I like you know i use it to make decisions sometimes you know what i mean yeah for sure because if you're you know you have you think you have a bad limit but then you're sitting pretty good you can kind of make a decision on whether you need to move or what you well, maybe exactly change like, yeah change presentations
2: whatever yeah like day like i'm sorry i was go just ahead. gonna say it
1: looks it looks like that dude's name is brandon congreve
2: ah Okay. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, from from Georgia. Yeah, Katie still doing yeah, her a, thing. He's a cool dude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, Katie, you a leaderboard watcher or no?
1: I do not actually. I only when it starts getting to the point that you're like, I'm losing my mind. I can't get any in the boat that'll measure. Maybe, and that's if it's in like the second half of the day. But no, you can't especially around here, you know, you've got like Matt Scotch and Guillermo and all them at every tournament, pretty much that it's, it can be a little soul crushing to look at the leaderboard. So you're better off just being like, I'm crushing it. I know it.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) I get that depending on the field, especially down there.
1: (laughs) Yep. Texas is
0: basically its own national tournament half the time, the way, the way things are. (laughs) Yep. Well, man, that's awesome. I, you know, I appreciate you breaking that down for us. Uh, seeing that big win was exciting to watch. See you bring it home, especially being a fellow Old Town teammate. We like that. Uh, oh, hey, Ashley K's watching. She li- she said leaderboard. She likes watching it. Mm-hmm. She gets pissed when it's turned off. She starts texting me. I'm like, I'm in the tournament.
1: I can't be texting <laughs> you
0: back. I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, it's what-
1: funny. I was going to say, actually, there's, a, there's an angler down here that is – Going back on what you had mentioned about you weren't sure, like, should I have left the fish that I was on? And I, you know, went back to where I caught a big one. There's an angler down here. His name's Tracy Dugan. And, man, is his voice in my head every single time I think about doing that. He he says it all the time. You know, if you're on fit, don't leave fish to go find fish. Like, he says it all the time. It's awesome. So there's so many of those guys down here that put that in your head that, you can't help but think about them every time you're in the middle of a tournament, like what would they do?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's definitely a a great motto to live by, but you know, for a two day tournament, you know, unless you have other fish somewhere else for day two, you know, you'd never want to beat up those fish too hard. And I've definitely made that mistake before. Um, So, (laughs) so I was, I mean, like I said, everything kind of went perfect and I caught this fish that I needed and I was able to, to not, keep hitting them and then able to go back day two and, and, you know, still catch those fish. So, so yeah, it just, just depends. Two day tournaments, three day tournaments, you know, they're, they're definitely a lot different than, than just, just those one days. Oh,
0: so I was going to follow up with that, you know, the BASS tournaments, you did go to lacrosse came in top 10 up there. Those are, those are one day tournaments. Then the, the Hobie tournaments are two days. The, the KBS super trails are two days. D- do you prefer the twos over the ones?
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like them, man, for sure. Um, I've definitely had my struggles with, with multiple day tournaments. Uh, I, I haven't fished a lot of them, honestly. Um, I mean, I did, I, I, so I won the Lake Erie event last year for KBF. Uh, and that was, that was the first two day tournament I've done good in or multiple day tournament. And as far as like the NC goes the past two years, dude, I've done really good on the first day the first day of a two day tournament and then the the two days of a three day tournament and then just completely bombed out the last day man so it's been tough on me but um i'm I'm finally glad to trying to be getting the hang of it you know yeah it's so, a, is it
0: is it a managing fish deal or just kind of keeping up with where they're moving or both maybe
2: for me, it's been managing fish
1: for sure, yeah. yeah. What was your, what was your, um, strategy with it being pretty much well up there? It's definitely transitioning for fall. I know down here they're all messed up, but what's your strategy for that?
2: For, for catching, catching the transitioning fish. Yep. Um, I mean, I was just, I was lucky enough to, to kind of figure out they were on rock and, um, and in these certain, in this certain area of the lake, I mean the the lakes, you know, big enough to where they're in different phases, you know, a little bit throughout the the different sections of the lake. But right there in the state park is is pretty pretty far down river, and they're pretty consistent there. So um, yeah, I, I found them on that rock, and just that's that's what I hit hard. Um, I found some good areas that had, I mean, when I say rock, it was it was big big chunk big old chunk boulders. rock yeah and um you know it was out and some of it was like 15 20 foot of water but mainly they were coming from about eight to eight to 12 foot of water.
0: Find them on that H bird
2: yeah man and that, yeah that's the other thing the side imaging dude it, it it paid for itself again like it's i I use it 90 percent of the time anyways um, well i i ha- I have the sonar and the down imaging up as well. But for the most part, I'm looking at the side imaging that's on the screen mm-hmm. and do just you searching watch, for.
1: Do you watch all three, downside and sonar?
2: Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, for sure. But um, I mean, really, like my main focus is on the side imaging most of the time. Um, I'm trying to pick out targets that that I'm hitting that that most people aren't seeing. You know,
0: how far do you have your set when you're looking for stuff like that? Hundred feet both ways or less.
2: If I'm really just searching, I'll put it maybe up to a 80 usually. Um, for the, for the most part, I have it set on like sixty or seventy foot. And at, at that at that range, I can see something on the side imaging man, and I can I just know how far away it is, and I can just make a cast right to it pretty much every time. That's awesome.
0: That's that's big time. When you understand your electronics and know how to use them, it's a weapon.
2: It, it's it's been a game changer for sure, man. It's like it helps me out so much. I I couldn't if, if I go out there without a fish finder, dude, I'd be lost. And I mean, sometimes that's not a good thing. But but there's a lot of times where it it really does help so much. Oh yeah, you running what
0: the, unit? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Katie. You had the same question.
1: Uh, no, I was gonna say same question. What unit are you running?
2: the helix 10 the mega it's the g g2n
1: right on
0: uh somebody else chimed in and said 55 so about that same range 55 60.
2: yeah i found that that's that's pretty pretty good range for it um you you can see a lot of the detail once you stretch it out so much to you know 100 feet i mean again it just takes some adjustment but the targets you're looking at are a lot smaller but at that 60-foot range is what I found comfortable. When I see something, I know about what size it is. And, you know, a stump, for example, or a rock pile, I can tell in my mind mentally how big that thing is and really what I'm looking at.
0: Uh, if anybody's just jumping on here, I've seen a new, few people join the uh, the stream just a few minutes ago. So if you have any questions for Casey or Katie or myself, shoot them in the comments there. We'll try to get to them. Uh, so I'm trying to think about what's coming up. We've got the Coosa river event this weekend. Right, you're not fishing that, are you Casey?
2: No, I won't be going down for that. Mm-hmm. I'll be, I'll be heading down to, to for, for the NC. So
0: Gunnersville is going to be wild. It sounds like the, well, the elite series is going to be there already this, the weekend before, and then there's a 300 boat, like uh Spro Frog tournament or something there on that Sunday or Monday or something like that. Uh, and then you guys are going to be rolling into town you think that's going to play any factor with all those boats or is that like just always getting all that pressure,
2: man? I, you know, it definitely gets a lot of pressure all the time, but that's definitely, <laughs> I don't know if it gets that much pressure all the time. I guess, I guess we'll kind of see how it plays out, but um, yeah, hopefully they leave some fish for us to catch.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, they're probably used to it to a point anyway.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: And of all the lakes around the country, I've still never fished Guntersville. I won't be fishing at this time around, so we'll see.
2: You know, I, I haven't either. Um, I've been wanting to go for a couple years now and actually just never made the trip. But, um,
0: Katie dropping. Thanks. Uh, Thanks, Katie. Yep.
1: Yeah. Well, we yeah, I'll you... be super curious to hear how that goes. I've never been to Gunnersville either. Yeah. We hope... I hear mixed reviews. <laughs> hope you do
0: really well there, man. I don't know. You know, I was talking to Lambert last week on the, on the, or the week before on the show about how, how what he, well, we both thought the champ was going to, where they were going to be from and you know, who was going to win. And it seems like all these big tournaments, it's somebody out of the blue from a different part of the country. That's never been there. Uh, so maybe that's you, you never been there. You're coming from Virginia. So it could, it could be you, man.
2: Well, I'm hoping I can take some momentum and, um, and take it down there and, and fish clean for three days and, and, you know, at least get a paycheck or something, man. I, like I said, all my other national championship, uh, you know, they've just – the last day has been brutal on me. So, so, I just want to put together three clean days and, and catch a limit all three days and, and you know, see, see where it falls.
0: Yeah, well, it's going to be fun to follow. Um, you know, it's a busy fall. we got that coming up. There's a bunch of state championships coming up. That same weekend, I think there's at least five different states having a state championship. Arkansas has theirs. Texas sort of has their de facto the throwdown that weekend uh tennessee has theirs west virginia has there i mean there's championships happening all over the place this fall so it's a busy fall um then toc in november is there any what else is in november The all american over here in missouri there's just a lot happening this
2: fall yeah you got the bass on the chick yeah that's right i
0: keep forgetting about that rescheduled one going over on the show i was
1: gonna say there's so many to keep track of anymore it's like oh it's uh, it's starting to get a little overwhelming.
0: I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. So that was where I was gonna pivot next before we try to wrap this thing up here in a little bit, is 2021. You know, it'll we'll blink and we'll be here talking about that those schedules as they come out. Uh, you know, I see things kind of leveling out and these these different organizations kind of taking their their position amongst. I hate to call it their their rank or their 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 place in the sport because they're all different. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got to stop. We got breaking news. We got our first comment from the YouTube live stream. Oh, man. (laughs) So thank you, Moose McCollum. (laughs) Any advice for breaking down a never fished before lake? He's fishing the Lone Star Throwdown. I'm guessing that's a fake account. I don't know. Moose McCollum. Maybe not. Maybe not. (laughs) That could be one of the Allen Allen boys over there messing with us. But if not, we appreciate your moose. Appreciate your moves asking the question. Uh, it's in Texas. I don't know. Katie, you want to take that, or Casey? Either one of you.
1: I was going to say I'll let Casey answer, and then maybe I'll trail off a bit. But I've never been to this lake, so I can't say much.
0: Any advice for breaking down a never a lake you never fished before?
2: So if you're in the full fall transition and and or, or full fall, I guess, and I, I'd start in the creek somewhere. And, um, you know, either start at the, the mouth of the creek and work your way back or start at the back of the creek and work your way out and just, you know, see what you find. That would be my best advice to, to start.
0: Excellent. All right. There you go, Moose. Get the answer straight from the the champ. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're talking about 2021. Where do you see these these event these organizations kind of taking their their place or is it just going to still be what it is where they're just all kind of three throwing their hat in there and people just go to all of them? I mean, the Hobie BOS seems to have, ta- to me, taken a, a spot amongst – at the elite spot with the Tournament of Champions being such a hard tournament to get to. KBF is so big with so much going on. It has the most options to join, obviously. Uh, I hear, keep hearing rumors that's going to pull back in 2021, but I don't know anything for sure. And then BASS, there's only five opens. I think it's going to maybe stay that way, maybe six opens. Uh, and then you got all the state stuff. So where do you all rank those, and where do you see that going in 21?
2: Man, I mean, I think it's obvious to just about everybody that that I mean, Hobie's been killing it, man. Like, there, I, I have yet to fish a Hobie event. Um, I definitely plan to um, uh, next year. Definitely, we'll we'll make it to something. You know, we got to see what the schedules are and everything, and see how that all lines up. But I mean, yeah, I definitely plan on making it to some, if not all, the Hobie events that I can, anyways um they you know aj's killing it running running that series everything staying the same i mean it it's just it's a it's the top notch event for sure um and i'm looking forward to fishing some of those Um, i mean
1: they really they really have set the bar pretty high um to me that is that is the elite series of yeah of all of them i mean you can't once you get to a certain level you have to coordinate everything at that level as well. It's not just about the event itself or the name. It's also about how you're running it and how you're dealing with your anglers. And, you know, you're putting your event on and you're considering all of the things, especially right now. I mean, everything's going crazy all over the place. And the fact that they've been able to do it, you know, without missing a beat says a lot.
2: So so yeah, I mean definitely, and I, I I just like the fact of the the TOC the way the the championship is just something where it's you know I mean KBF has the ten which I mean I was in that last year it's awesome I mean KBF's got some great things but but to have a true championship you know what I I guess it's fifty people that that are that that make their way into that right and and fish off at the at the end of the year that that to me is, is what it should be, man. I I really like that. And, um, BASS, I just feel like there's, I I I like the series. I think it's fun. I think they got, they got a lot of room to improve. Um, so, so I'm looking forward to see what they do and, um, KBF, you know, we'll see what they end up doing. Yeah. I've heard the same thing as you that it's going to be more more limited events this year um i'm not sure if there's going to be regions or not this year but you know honestly the one thing that i that i kind of want to see from from one of these series is like a a true series to where you put up your money for for this whole series beforehand and you travel to all those events you you have a group of anglers that's fishing these events you know you, you you buy in at the beginning of the season and if you're in, you're in. You're fishing all of them and compete against the same people throughout the whole year, and then see who lands on top. I like that a lot. That'd be pretty wild. That's a true pro, ser-
0: true pro series,
2: right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we may not be there yet. Who knows? But um, but uh, that's that's my goal. That's what I want to see, man. Yeah.
1: That's pretty. Uh, that's a pretty cool idea. I think with the three of them, you know, the one thing with KBF that that they do have an advantage with is that they are more spread out so you know up in the northeast in places that aren't as popular as you know florida or texas or wherever you know that kind of does give people a stepping stone into getting towards national trails you know for their national event and whatnot so i think all three of them definitely have a place and like you said the bass trail they're same thing. They're just, I think they're also just on a little bit of a learning curve though.
0: To, to use a, uh, a sort of a analogy to the old FLW setup. And I'm not saying Hobie's like the FLW. I know a lot of people don't like the FLW, but you know how the FLW had, you know, FLW, Costa, BFLs, uh, that, that kind of, that kind of tier. I kind of see it leveling out to be, you know, Hobie's as like the top, the FLW, you got, bass coming in like the coast is almost because they're kind of new even though it is bass i understand that and then kbf kind of fill that B- bfl role more of the regional or at least that's what it's been to me uh, so i don't know i don't know how it's going to shake out uh, i know that you know to, to have that many events for kbf kind of waters them down you don't get the same attendance you don't get the same uh fine tuning you know at the event with all the 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 setup and the same tournament directors that there's no continuity like that. It's kind of dependent on the local clubs. So, you know, they'll have to pull back. It sounds like they're going to, I don't know, but uh pullback's probably needed. You know, less is more sometimes. And, and that, and that
1: I, I totally agree with that, especially, you know, when it comes to stuff you're buying into, yeah. I'll just say it that way. You know, when you're, if, if there's a big bass pot, and you know your stringer pot cool but having to buy into 20 different things is the least appealing part of that that's just there's too much yeah so the simplicity that makes that makes hobie a really good trail and that's really what it comes down to sometimes
0: yeah same same thing with bass there's a little bit a lot going or not a little bit a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes trying to get involved with the state level stuff gets really complicated just going to the opens is fine. That's easy. You pay your entry fee, you go to the opens. Uh, but a lot of the other stuff gets a little complicated. Uh, I like perfect. I like Casey's idea, man. I'd I'd be down that? with I'd be down with throwing in a big chunk of money at the beginning and saying, "Hey, there's six tournaments, eight tournaments, whatever it was," and you know, you roll with those same people.
1: That'd be pretty. Wild. Yeah, I mean,
2: I, <laughs> I just think that's the best thing to to find a true angler of the year. And yeah, I mean, you can always say there, there's people out there that won't enter that that. Are better than whoever wins but but that's not the point but but um it's fishing against the same people throughout the throughout the whole year It's like i mean k b f when they got different regions and everything like you're only competing against those guys in maybe one tournament throughout the year, like me fishing against the guys in Texas like I may fish against them once a year and and how can you tell? Off, off of that, who's who's the better angler of the year between us both, you know? It just yeah. it just throws well, a whole other loop in it. Yeah, looking at some it of those also, numbers.
1: It, I was going to say, it's also a location thing. Like, it's one thing to be like, oh, yeah, I smack them down in my home state all the time. But when you're traveling all over the country, that's, that's really a show of your talent.
0: Yeah, I think somebody said earlier this week you can only knock down what they put in front of you on the, on the page somewhere, and that makes sense, but I know some of those regions you got people fishing against 30 anglers in tournaments and then some of the ones in the northeast are fishing against 70, but you're getting the same amount of points on the, on, you know if you win. Uh, so that's tough. Like you said, Casey, to settle on an angler of the year at the end of the year. Uh, let's see. Isn't there word of that with KBL? That's a, that's a team deal. They are throwing all their money in at the beginning of the year uh, for that KBL team thing. Uh, But that's a little bit of a different animal. I don't know how that's going to go. Uh, I was
1: going to say I'm not familiar with that either. I
0: already told Conrad Benetti that I will throw a Florida Copperheads banner behind my deal if he'll send me one. <laughs> uh, hey, we got another YouTube comment. Somebody asked if they, you guys think they will ever allow electric motors in the BOS. He's in an old town sportsman, 136. Ooh. I don't know. I'm okay if they don't. I like having one series that's human-powered. I like that.
1: Yes. I do, I personally, I'm all for the human powered side of it. You know, the it's hard to argue when you're saying like, oh, I'm I'm against motors or I'm for motors because people argue that your pedal drive is the same equivalent to that, but it's really not. I mean, you wear out eventually. You're not a battery. So yeah, that's right. <laughs> I do like the fact that they keep it strictly human power. I think yeah. there is a place for that long term. Yeah.
0: And I'm, and I'm a guy that just like Casey, I've got the autopilot, love the autopilot. I do need a lithium battery. I got burned at lacrosse because of that. Casey, I burned that lead. Uh, I I burned that thing up too quick. (laughs) But, uh, I can't
2: remember who told me this, Jeff, Jeff killed his battery. He was paddling.
0: (laughs) I I tried to go out towards the main (laughs) river through all those shoots against the current one way. And I burned that battery. Then I lost my paddle. It was a, it was a nightmare. But, uh, But anyway, I love the autopilot, but I'm not, like I said, I'm not, I've yeah, got no problem with these human powered only series either. So I love the Predator too, or the Big Water, excuse me, Big Water.
1: See, I, and you know, I, I would love the fact, especially that we're like an old town crew tonight. I'm not going to lie. I would love to see something that is a combination of all three. I'm just saying it they, should be a thing. They got the jet. <laughs> uh, you know,
0: old Johnson Outdoors has got the money. It's probably got the deepest pockets of any of these companies so who knows what they'll do right
1: exactly i mean you you should have the option of all three i should be able to pop up that drive or drop a motor or paddle across some pads i want all three
0: who knows what's coming <laughs> wink wink who knows
1: <laughs>
0: uh any more questions out there not seeing too many we appreciate the youtube comments that was pretty cool i wasn't sure how many uh, folks we'd get over there but to get a few comments was nice Uh, Anything else out of either one of you guys before we wrap it up tonight? You got anything coming up you want to talk about?
1: Lone Star Throwdown, Aaron. I
0: I would come to that if our state championship wasn't the same weekend because I fished a tournament in Texas, and they said that's all you got to do to to qualify.
1: That's another thing for next year that really – it would be really nice, especially for the big events. Everybody needs to coordinate. No more of this like dropping big events on the same days and making people choose. That's just silly. There's enough days and weekends in the year that we shouldn't have to do that. <laughs> you should be able to drop them all a little bit separately. Cause it's not like there's a tournament every weekend for the major trails. Not, you know, not the little stuff, but still little, little, like, little birdie 14. told me
0: those boys all talk this year. So we'll see if that's true or not.
1: Exactly.
2: Yeah, it would be nice to to have it play out to everybody's advantage where they can, you know, fish fish everything if they want to, you know.
0: Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about, Casey? Any sponsor shout-outs you want to give before we go?
2: Oh man, just uh we'll thank Old Town as always, man. They, you know, the the autopilot, like I said earlier, it it really helped me out in this event. The spot lock is truly amazing just being able to pull up on those rock piles hit the spot lock and, and drop shot straight down onto them. Um, the code of lithium for power in it, you know, the hundred amp battery. It, I put, I did the most work in these two days than I've put on it all year long. I did, I think the second day I did over 12 miles and I still had like 20% left, I think 15, 20% somewhere around there. And, um, that's definitely the, the most I've drained that battery and yeah, Jeff, you you definitely got to get you one, man. Those the lithiums are so much better. Yeah,
0: well, see our local trail and the stuff I've been fishing. We can't use the motor anyway, so I haven't really. I just been rolling with what I got. But for twenty twenty one, yeah, yeah, I'm going full send on all the gear I need: the puck, the battery, everything. Yeah. Uh, getting some good lucks in the comments for you down at Gunnersville. So yeah, we'll echo that. Good luck to you, Casey. Hope you can find them in person. Yeah, appreciate yeah, it.
2: And uh, thank y'all for having me on. Yeah, yeah definitely, we'll do my best,
0: man. Hey, yeah, and Katie. Thanks for stepping up and being a uh, co-host tonight. And thanks for all you do every time we have a stream with uh, dropping the links faster than I can even get the words out of my mouth. Absolutely my pleasure. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, and, and thanks, everybody, for watching tonight. Duke just logged on. I just saw Duke Tran is watching, but we're about to wrap this thing up. So thanks for showing up, Duke. Appreciate you, brother. You can hear this. <laughs>
2: yeah, you're late. Yeah, you're late. But thank, uh, <laughs> thanks,
0: everybody, for watching. And Casey, uh, thanks once again. And Katie, uh, great show tonight. Awesome interview. And uh, we'll see you all next week. We are out of here.